Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WTIC Pet Talk. Today, Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital takes your pet health questions. Whether you have a dog, cat, or hamster, this is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. And now, Pet Talk. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis, and I'm from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital and alternating every other Saturday here from 1 to 2 o'clock where we can be here to answer your questions about your pets, and that includes anything having to do with your pets. Many of you are in the car doing errands. Um, I was up very early this morning and noticed there are a lot more cars on the road right now than there was at uh, 7.30 this morning, but people are out and about. It's like um, we, we know spring is in the air. We also know that we have an, um, holidays that are, are coming upon us. Easter is it will be here with us soon and Passover. So there is a uh, quite a tie-in that I noticed with these holidays and merely having to do with our pets in terms of how we can keep them safe. But just a reminder that this show is all about you and your questions. Joey Burgoyne is back in the studio with us today, taking care of us. With he just kind of like he's just like a big teddy bear, <laughs> and whenever he comes back, he's the one that started me here on this show. And whenever I see him, it just brightens up my day. Nice to have you back, Joey. Nice to have good you back. Good morning. Good morning. Or good to afternoon. You. Good evening and good night, as Truman would say. <laughs> Again, everything, <laughs> everything blends together eventually. Well, the thing is, I sit here in this studio with all these buttons in front of me, the boards in front of me, and I remember when I first started. Take a deep breath. Yes, that's exactly. And you said, you only need to know two buttons. That's all you need to know. Yeah, and and especially the the drop, the dump button. That's it, yeah. So it's like 2.5 buttons. You know that one's there, but we try not to use it. We do, we do. But again, it's just so good to see you. And um, I was going to talk a little bit about cats in a second because I feel like sometimes I leave the show and I have been concentrating more on on dogs than Mm -hmm. cats and and, um, I know you don't have a cat, right? Allergic, no. Me, my Aaron, the wife and the kids are like all very allergic. But you have a canine. I have a canine slash cat. Yes. I mean, there is no more um, cat-like. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your, your, your canine-like cat. Hunter, yes. or Shiba Inu. Yes. Or as some people say, the Shiba, uh, Shiba, Shiba <laughs> Inu. Yeah. And most people have seen them. They just don't realize they've seen them. The right. whole 
Dogecoin, yes. the Doge meme, that is a Shiba. Okay. That is Hunter's brother is that coloring, the reddish and the white. Yeah, and a lot of people will say, what's that dog that looks like a little fox? A little fox. And his, that's his name, Kitsune, yeah. which means like fox dog in Japanese. Well, you know, he Hunter is, is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, but Hunter's like that. He's the oddball because he's dark colored. He's black with some browns. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is he has like white socks on and a little tip of white on his tail. So he's not the traditional looking Shiba. But sleeps everywhere that a cat would sleep. Oh, they, curls they, up. Yeah, they, they sleep on every ang- everything you look at and you're like, how is that comfortable? <laughs> and shedding too. All Wherever they've been laying down, there's hair everywhere. And that's the, we bring them to the groomer like once a month. Good. They blow them out. They do his nails. They brush his teeth, and few t- few months ago, the first time there was a younger gentleman there who was training, mm-hmm. and they gave she they gave him oh. Hunter, and he's like the dog. How, where is this hair coming from? I'm like exactly. There's like three dogs that can come off of him. It's incredible. I would just I just tend to do it outside yeah. and just let the birds have it to make their nest this time of year. Well, that's what we do. We just sit there and like rough them up outside, and that's yeah. what we do at the camper. And it, yeah, the birds just love it. Well, the family is so in love with Hunter, and that you take great care. But that is a dog that is very cat-like. They are. And, um, they're a healthy dog. They're very healthy. I, I, I would highly recommend well, except them. ours. You know. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Again. We won't go. But th- this is just their mentality. This is Hunter. Like, the first time he came home, mm-hmm. he looked at me. Now, think 13-year-old judgmental teenager stare. <laughs> I gotcha. Stared at me and just gnawed on the corner of the couch. Like, what are, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? That's that them. was like within five minutes of him being in our house. And then a little quick look from the side glance, too. As they, oh, yeah, that yeah, over-the-shoulder just... judgmental look like, I, that's not what I wanted for dinner. Well, it's interesting that I'm seeing more Shiba Inus through since COVID than, than I have in, in, mm-hmm. in, re, in you know, most recent years. They've become a little bit more popular. Yes. You know, and I guess, and they're a nice size, um, but generally they generally they are quite healthy. Yes, they are quite healthy. You know, if, if you do get a Shiba, Mm-hmm. The one there's you know the judgmentalness of a teenager. Yes. The shedding and God forbid you ever hear the Sheba scream. Oh gosh. Like it, if you're bored and want to scare the bejesus out of your significant <laughs> other, go YouTube Sheba scream. Okay. And it's a it's a noise that will penetrate to your very soul. It, it is, <laughs> and you know, and rarely do they do it um, with us during their examination yeah. or when they're drawing blood. They're very tolerant, but when they do, so it's not necessarily associated with um, pain as it is being frightened and or some ex- other. Absurdly excited. Like he's exactly. done it before. Like if we've gone away yeah, exactly. and we come home and you're just like, oh my gosh, my people are home. Where have you gone? And what did you leave me here for? That's it. Well, well, we we have really been talking about our Shibus, but again, like I promised I was going to talk about But cats. it is. It's a very cat-like thing. The it yowling is. and the overly loud meowing. Like he's a giant cat in a weird way and clean like you know cats are very clean they They lick themselves they groom Mm -hmm. and shibas are the same way like if morning like today with the rain outside he'll come inside and spend like 10 minutes grooming himself yes and then just don't touch him don't touch me don't touch me (laughs) they hate water just like a cat right i've never seen a dog walk on water unlike hunter and his brother did when we (laughs) voluntarily threw him in Bantam Lake, but they hate water with a passion, just like a cat. They are. They're like a big canine cat. 
The problem is you know I deal with animals every day because I can picture them walking on water. I mean, that's that's how silly yes. this is, right? I can picture it. I hate it. I hate it. But one of the things that we have to be careful with um, this time of year, it's been, and I almost went and bought one, and I have one cat and one dog in my house. Um, you know, equal apo- employment here, <laughs> equal opportunity. But, you know, I was like going through my big white coupons and saw that the Easter lily was on sale, you know, and I'm... And I just a half a second. I'm like, because they're so beautiful. Mm. But I do want to warn everyone: please, please, do not buy an Easter lily. Um, if you have a cat in your home, or if you are going to visit someone that you know has a cat, um, and the same thing with dogs too. The, but they're uh, they are fatally poisonous and they cause a severe amount of toxicity in cats and I just want to kind of remind people because you do get tempted and think it's beautiful to bring it to to somebody's home but it's one of the most significant dangers uh, that we actually have for our feline friends and it comes in the form of a true lily. There are a couple of flowers that have lily in the name but they're not technically from the plant species lilium but that Easter lily is very very dangerous as well as the hemerocallus or the day lily and these families that can cause severe acute kidney failure and deaths. And that's if any part of the plant is eaten. Um, and that means even, you know, even like that, God, that pollen, that yellow stuff that kind of sticks on your fingers. If a couple of uh, pieces of that, they brush by the flower and then they groom themselves, that can be dangerous. Actually, it can cause severe illness if even just the equivalent of one leaf is eaten. And this is just a no-no. Do not have these, um, these lilies in your house. One thing about kidney failure that I just wanted to mention is that kidney failure is something that um, we don't have a great percentage of recovery. If you have a damage with your liver, and we've talked about some of the things people can, um, dogs and cats can get into that bothers their liver, but the kidneys are just such a serious, serious um, organ. And if once failure occurs there, it's very hard for them to turn around. So I just want to make sure that's Avoidance is key. I actually have a lot of daylilies in my yard, and I see they're starting to come up. We have no cats um, that are really outdoor cats in my neighborhood, but I have noticed that we have a, a new neighbor who does have an outdoor cat, and I just plan to let them know they're, there's a wetlands between us, and so I don't feel the hill come over into our yard, but I just want to let them know it's been, it's very rare that you see an outdoor cat these days that just goes out by itself. But, but these owners say they've always had this outdoor cat and um, that that's one of my concerns. But day lilies are also one of the, um, one of the lilies that you have to be, be careful with. So one of the things is if you do, if your cat or you know of someone's cat that has actually gotten in, in, licked the plant or gotten into a plant or maybe you left it in the garage and then brought thought you were going to their cat wasn't going to get to it you want to seek emergency care right away because the key thing is that we we can try to save some of these cats if they're seen if we detoxify the um, toxin in their stomachs as soon as possible sometimes even if you're not quite sure I would actually just still bring them to the emergency hospital call and if you have it in your in your mind, if you can kind of think ahead without panicking, let's just go ahead and take a picture of the flower you think they did get into. And because some, like I said, sometimes some of the lilies are not as dangerous. Uh, but again, I think there's people have something called a peace lily. That's that can cause some upset stomach, nut, but it does not cause the same kind of damage that the day lilies, the Easter lilies, tiger lilies, and stargazer lilies are the ones I want you to avoid.
Now, sorry to butt in, but yeah. I'm just thinking, is that where, you know, if people have cats, they might not have children. Is right. that something where it'd be beneficial to, like, call their vet, have a children's Benadryl available for your pet? Um, well, the Benadryl, no, because that's more of an antihistamine, mm-hmm. you know, and this is not going to really um, turn this toxin around. So the best thing is, I think Benadryl would be more like a bee sting, something like that, that it's worth having 25 milligrams around, but still, I would not recommend giving anything until you call your vet. Like you said, just have it available. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something. The other thing that's good available, but cats, I'm going to, I don't want to mix this up too much because I would not give this to a cat. But I always recommend that people with dogs, like Shiba Inus, have a fresh bottle of hydrogen peroxide, mm-hmm. unopened. Because if they're, they ate something they shouldn't, you have it handy. You do not do it on your own, but you will have that guidance. And, and so I can't tell you how many, especially this time, chocolate, right? Yeah, that's, all, that's all, <laughs> leading into Easter. You got to make sure the Easter bunny doesn't leave stuff where the animals can get it. Right. And that's really an, an issue with dogs. And sometimes people will call us and I'll ask them, well, do they have a fresh bottle of hydrogen peroxide? And then I will guide them what they should do. But again, that's not something we're going to do with cats. And the reason with the fresh hydrogen peroxide, yeah. a lot of people don't realize is open hydrogen peroxide just turns to water. Water. <laughs> it just becomes water. It absolutely does. There's no fizz to it. There's no bubbles. And again, how many of us do have that old brown bottle? Mm-hmm. In our, There's in a our... reason why it's brown, so that it doesn't oxidize, you know, the sun, the, the, sun the light doesn't get it, so yes. Right, but again, and... if you can just have something fresh, especially this time of year, it would be great. Mm. But Good question, though. Good question, Joey. So, um, before we go to break, though, I know you want me to take a quick break, but just what happens, What? how do you think that maybe, what are some of the signs that you might be able to tell if your cat did get into a, 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 a lily and has t- lily toxicity they would have really kind of get really quiet lethargic a lot of drooling vomiting and sometimes they just don't want to eat and this can actually occur within four to four to twelve hours of them ingesting them and signs of kidney damage that can occur 12 to 24 hours later so it, it, again Call the emergency hospital or call your veterinarian if it's during the day hours. They will tell you what you need to do. The best thing is with all good intentions where you want to bring something to, if you're having dinner over someone's health, try. If they have pets, just stay away from the lilies and talk to your um, your florist. If you are going to bring something over, just talk to them about a bouquet. If, if you do want to bring a bouquet over um, and, and something that is going to be safe for the pets, I you love lilies and a lot of times you see one you know calla lily in the middle of a, a bunch or one day lily or one easter lily in there but i um i just avoid it whenever i'm bringing something over because most of the people i know they all have pets 60 percent of all households have pets right so let's just be safe all right i'm going to take a quick break with joey behind the wheel we'll be right back with more pet talk we don't talk about Hey, Joey, did your kids see this movie yet? They've seen it. They've seen Encanto. Okay. They've seen it without me, those little punks. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised. I really was surprised how good it was. 
Um, we're, we're welcome back to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis, along with Joy Burgoyne, and we're here talking to you about our pet, our pet experiences, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, you might think they're unique, but a lot of times we share the same things happening in our household. But, uh, what, but what we are really here for is you, and that is answering any questions you might have about your pets. So call us at 800 Joey will take your calls at 800. Oh, no more 800 number. I forgot to tell you, too. While oh. I'm getting really rusty at this. Oh, my god. We gosh. no longer have the 800 number. So it's 860-522-WTIC yeah. or 9842. So it's just the 860-522-9842. See? And I get cocky thinking I know everything. No, that, I should have told mm-hmm. you that was my fault. I will you know, take the blame. <laughs> I am okay with that if I made a mistake. I am no, adult it's okay. enough to... I think it's still Mention posted in here. Yeah, I think it is. I'm going to rip that off. Have at it. You do you. <laughs> <laughs> so so Monday through Friday, I am at the Bloomfield Animal Hospital where I know what I'm doing. I know where everything <laughs> is. I know all our phone line numbers. And here on Saturdays, we're here for you to be able to talk about your pets. Um, there's lots of different things that are, uh, are happening in terms of people with foods. Um, I have a lot of people that are trying new types of foods, um, people that are a little bit concerned about what's going to happen when their dogs, I mean, with their dogs and cats when they go back to work. But here, you know, that's, that's what we're here for. So lastly, 860-522-9842. And we will definitely, the sooner you call, we will definitely get your, your, your calls answered and have a little conversation um, having to do with that. Um, we were talking about trying to have a little bit more of a equal opportunity show, talking about some cat issues and some dog issues, and that's why we. I just wanted to be very, very careful with our uh, lilies and and cats in particular because it can cause acute renal failure, as well as dogs can can get upset stomach with it as well. And because of that, um, you know, we talked about we will definitely share. Anything that any experiences that you may have had um, with, with this situation or any other situation, because again, what makes this show so wonderful is that what's happening with you and your pets, if you share it here on the air and we can give you advice. I've had so many people over the years say, you know, that I didn't realize that or it was so helpful because I was kind of dealing with the same thing, but just didn't know how to call and express myself. And, and Julia, um, welcome to Pet Talk. Thank you. The, the name, our phone numbers may have changed a little bit, but the show has been Pet Talk Forever. So thank you for joining us. How can we help you today? Well, first of all, thank you for talking about the lilies and yeah. the cats, um, which is so important. So many people don't realize right. um, that they're poisonous. But I, I want to bring up the fact that I am a professional trapper. I trap feral cats. Um, and we, I do TNR, which stands for Trap, Neuter, Return, and we get cats spayed and neutered and bring them back. Mm-hmm. But there are many cats that are outside, um, more than people even realize. There's yeah. thousands and thousands yeah. of them. So I just want people to be aware of that And um, as far as outside, outdoor lilies, right. that these feral cats can get into them, too. 
Exactly. Um, and that's what I was talking about as well. You know, again, because sometimes you just kind of think everybody's got I I hear you when you're talking about the feral cats. They happen not to be in, in our neighborhood, um, but it, there are several neighborhoods with them. And um, but again, just having a new neighbor moved in, it's like, ah, the light bulb went on. And, I, you know, I just want right. to make sure I don't think he'll come in our area. We have a wetlands. I mean, there's water in between um, our two, the back of our house. But you just never know. But, Julia, thank you for um Making a difference because to, to to neuter these these cats really has cut down on the numbers. I know sometimes you must feel like it's just so out of control and you're not you're not making a dent in it, but you are. Now do you test them for leukemia and AIDS too or you just neuter and trap? Or we or neuter do. and release? Um we do test them for okay. for feline leukemia okay. and um the AIDS okay. as well. Okay, that's great. Um, yeah, because we don't want to put them back out there into, to infect the rest of the colony. Right, right. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank and, and you. You're welcome, and thank you yeah. for all your information. I'm happy to do it, and thank you for all your hard work. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, that, there are special people that do this, um, and Julia is one of them to try to keep the numbers, just this pet population firm exploding. So, um, gosh, the first half hour went by so fast, but we are going to have more pet talk right after news on WTIC News Talk 1080. Yes, if it's Saturday, you're listening to Pet Talk from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on WTIC News Talk 1080. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis from the Bloomfield Animal Hospital. And I'll alternate Saturday afternoons with Lori Fass, who answers your training questions about your dogs and cats. Always happy to be here. Always happy to answer any questions you might have and share some of the latest information, whatever we can do about preventing a dangerous situation for your pet, I try to bring that forth. At the same time, educating on just daily uh, daily uh, situations that I see at, at my animal hospital. And I do have a website that you can go to, which has a ton of information, even in terms of what do you do if you have to make your dog vomit because they got into chocolate. Uh, there's, uh, it's just Bloomfield Animal Hospital, CT, Connecticut.com. That's Bloomfield Animal Hospital CT.com. Visit the website. And there's always also a way of contacting us if you need to do that. I think that we have uh, spent a little bit of time on, on cats today and talking about some of the poisonous plants that we have to stay away from. But there's another kind of uh, subtle problem that cats deal with and they hide tremendously well. Dogs have this situation as well, but cats are just very, they, they kind of keep it to themselves. And, and that's about, that's arthritis. And, you know, I, we all, many of us <laughs> deal with some form of arthritis in different parts of the, the body, but it is quite prevalent in cats, older cats in particular. It's estimated that about 90% of cats over the age of 12 have some form of arthritis, but the, its signs aren't as obvious to spot as you think. A lot of times when I examine my my patients, 
because when they have their yearly exam, sometimes that includes a vaccine that if it's needed. But that yearly exam, um, I always evaluate the joints, especially when they start getting six, seven, eight years old. And feline arthritis, it can be very challenging for owners to spot because cats are excellent at hiding that pain. And they'll modify that behavior to hide the illness. Instead of cats kind of clearly demonstrating to you that they have arthritis, they may just simply stop doing things that they used to do. They may stop grooming. As much as they do, you might notice that their haircut isn't as well. Um, They're sleeping more. Um, You may notice when you pick them up, they're a little bit more irritable. And sometimes you kind of, I know when people pick up their cats, they're kind of used to them, you know, maybe lowering them two feet above the ground and then they let them kind of jump or the cat wants to jump. But a lot of times it just kind of hurts when they're starting to form um, arthritis in the joints. I find that it's uh, particularly common in the elbows of cats without them showing it. Uh, sometimes they will limp, but most of the time it's like they kind of hesitate. You ever see how your cat used to jump up on the counter and you have to shoo them away or jump up on the couch or your bed? And it was they didn't even have to think about it. It was just a leap and boom, they're there. But many times when arthritis is forming in those joints, you can um, see they kind of like hesitate. Their butt will kind of wave back and forth and they usually will jump and they usually will make it. But you can see that it's much more of an effort for them. And the reason why it's nice to observe and be aware if your cat is dealing with some arthritis, because it affects most of them as they get older, is things that you can do to try to make their tasks easier. And the first thing you can do sometimes, uh, if the if you find that they're not using their litter box or they're starting to have accidents um, at certain levels, especially if you have multi-level homes, or say you have your litter boxes down in the finished basement, and then you'll notice something in the dining room. That sometimes is a sign that, hey, I don't want to walk down to those basement steps. It's a little bit too much on any given day, and that's many times a sign. So one of the things you can do is if you have three levels to the house, maybe put a litter box on each level. That will help them. The other thing that's very important is their weight control. Don't let them eat whatever they want. Don't let them get um, too heavy. That's Probably, and same thing with dog arthritis as well. That's the number one thing you can do to make them just kind of move around, act better, um, feel better, is not to let them carry too much weight. I guess that's the same thing in, in humans too, that you know, we can't, you can't cure arthritis. I mean, you may have a joint that gets so bad in humans that you have to do a joint replacement, but most, most of our joints that end up becoming arthritic in dogs and cats and humans is that you have to live with that arthritis other than a, a joint replacement. And so how so keeping that weight under control is just so simple you can do that. Say you have a cat that just loves sleeping on your bed. You know, they make those steps that you can, uh, that where they can actually walk up the steps to get onto the bed. You, there's many different steps you can buy, but kind of measure. So from the floor to the top of the bed, so you kind of know the right step formation to, to get for them. That would be ideal. Um, I also feel that if you can still exercise them a little bit, uh, just not, you know, say, oh, I think, you know, she's getting older. Still try to engage with them. You can throw a little bit of the, you know, they love that crumpled uh, 
foil. They love um, sometimes doing a little bit of laser. I wouldn't laser where they can catch it. I would not do it as long, but you still can you still can engage and make sure that they exercise. So weight control and exercise, trying to make their lives a little bit easier is all very, very good. If you have steps, I've done this with my dog. When you ha- If you have steps that um, st- on the stairs that they have no kind of gripping, no rug, anything, just all wood, that sometimes just to put those little temporary grippers on there is very helpful for them as well. Is there medication? Um, many more medication options for dogs. And what you're trying to do with arthritis, which is inflammation of the joint, what you're trying to do is help reduce the inflammation and help reduce pain. In cats, I usually, when I first note any kind of arthritis, I'll usually send home a glucosamine chondroitin sulfate product that helps the joint fluid that's called the synovial fluid, I usually start that early on. And the reason is that it's not a drug. It's a nutraceutical. It just is something that's very safe for the body. They get it on a daily basis. My cat, who is 10 now, uh, would, and wants to eat everything in sight. So her weight control is something that we kind of deal with. On a, it's a, one of our challenges. But anyways, her glucosamine, is uh, it's in a capsule, and I just sprinkle it on her food, and she gets it every day. And that's what I've started with her. She doesn't need anything else at this point. Uh, but I know at some uh, there is going to be a comma time when I'm going to have to include some pain relievers for her. NSAIDs. Like your, obviously things that are over the counter, I would never recommend to use on any dog or cat. You've heard me say that before. But any dog or cat, I think that only use medications that your veterinarian prescribes and recommends. Um, and I, one ibuprofen as well as one Tylenol will kill a cat. They can't handle it. They don't have the makeup to break down those drugs and be safe. But that's where you have that conversation, and especially if you have a visit coming up this spring, um, if you have a visit with your with your veterinarians, just say, hey, I, I think that something may be a little bit different, um, not jumping up like she used to. Have them really look at it and ask about what can I do to, to make their lives a little bit easier, um, try to prevent their discomfort. Because what is it all about as we all get older, and I know I'm talking about humans as well, but are all of... The best thing we can do is we cannot turn our turn our ages around, but it is all about quality of life, right? The quality of life of our dogs and our cats, that's our job. That's what we need to advocate for, and that's what we're here for. All veterinarians are willing to take the time so we can make sure you get uh, the right treatment for your pets, especially when it comes to arthritis. We can make them feel so much better. There is a new drug on the market that you may be reading about. I have not worked with it yet. I'm, I plan to have someone from the manufacturer come on the air and talk about it a little bit. There's a lot of hubbub, a lot of buzz about this new drug. It doesn't actually treat uh, arthritis, but it helps manage the pain, and that's something called Silencia. You may, it's S-O-L-E-N-S-I-A. I will come back with more information on that because Anything that we that's safe that we can do to help our cats that will be ideal. And this Silencia is just for cats. Whereas with dogs, we still have a lot of good good products for dogs. And I just want to differentiate. I know I'm jumping from dogs to cats, but uh, I'm from sorry from cats to dogs. But I just want to make sure that there are for dogs 
a lot of wonderful, wonderful NSAIDs that can be very helpful. And I've seen success even with my own dog, who is also, he's going on 11. And, you know, he's had some arthritis in his knee, but his quality of life has been greatly, greatly improved with his NSAIDs, with his glucosamine. And we're also always have kept his weight really nice and under control. So what I'm going to do is... um, Let's take a, a quick break and then we'll come back and just kind of jump on. If we don't have any phone calls, we still have the open phone lines. Just talk a little bit about in dogs where that hip dysplasia ties in with arthritis and things you can do about that. So listen, we'll be right back with more Pet Talk. Are you on Instagram? So are we. Follow us at WTIC 1080. How many times do our little dog kisses give us shivers, Joey? That's <laughs> welcome back. Welcome back to the veterinary edition of Pet Talk. I'm Dr. Andrea Dennis, and we are uh, we'll be closing out in about ten minutes. But we have been um, happy to be here. We want you to know that if you do have any questions during the week, you can always reach out on my website at the Bloomfield Animal Hospital, and that's at website address is bloomfieldanimalhospitalct.com. I do want to thank Justin Levine, who for years has provided us with some of the entertaining music before when we come back from break. Uh, thank you very much, Justin. Always appreciate it. So we might have uh, time for a quick call or two. So you can call us at our one number, which is 860-522-WTIC. Very easy. Have a couple more things in the meantime before we do go that I do want to talk about. But just to finish up, when I was talking about the uh, arthritis, you know, it's not just something that we have to think about as our pets get old. There are things that can, when they're young, that we have to try to pay attention to, both with cats and dogs. So many of you have heard about hip dysplasia. And that's something that usually is... um, the true meaning of hip dysplasia is that it means abnormal growth. And this usually occurs when dogs, and even cats, it's rare in cats, but we see it during their puppy growing phase. That And that's when we normally see it. And of course, you know, larger breeds are more prone to this. Your German Shepherds, your Newfoundlands, um, your Bernese and Mountain Dogs, we tend to see that most, but many breeders are trying to eliminate that. But when you do have something that you know that they're um, born with, you want to kind of stay on top of it early. I mentioned that there really wasn't surgery for arthritis per se, but there are surgeries for conditions like hip dysplasia when it's time that can really help when that joint is becoming just so problematic and it's becoming painful. The other thing I would say in terms of how do we prevent arthritis, there's other joint issues that occur that if you have them fixed or have them taken care of, it really will slow down the the, the um, oncoming arthritis as they get older. Many of you have heard about tearing a cranial cruciate ligament or an ACL is, is a common term for it. There is a surgery, several surgeries, types of surgeries that you can fix that when they're young. And when you do that, if that's a problem, you can eliminate our 
some of the arthritic changes. You can't eliminate all of them, but they, it tends to postpone it because what's happening, you have a joint instability. You want to make sure that is um, that joint becomes stable. Elbow dysplasia, if any of your pets have been diagnosed with that, when there is an option of surgery, it's worthwhile considering to see if we can kind of eliminate that. Um, Joey, I want to try to bring you in on the conversation too. Oh, okay. Oh, I have two calls. It my screen went, my screen went off. Well, then I, I'm just hey Joe, how are you? How are you, doctor? I'm I'm good, Joe. Are we in a good mood today, Joe? I recognize that voice. Oh, okay. I'm okay. Okay. I got two things. What? Um, you mentioned a good close to me, right? Yeah. yeah. I remember just a few years ago when I read the research on it, it didn't seem that it really worked in research studies. It has, has there been new studies? Has it changed? It's the chondroitin sulfate. Um, I, I tend to do, I mean, the, the studies that I have, uh, I've read and I've examined, um, it's more the, the, it's pretty clear that the glucosamine now, especially at the right dosages, does help. It doesn't, it helps with that synovial fluid and it helps with the cartilage, not the bone itself. Um, that ha- And there have been a lot of controlled studies. Um, Nutramax has done quite a few of them. I mean, I don't think that all glucosamine is equal. As you know, nutraceuticals have, there's no oversight. There's no FDA oversight. It's more of a trust level. And that's why I go with companies in terms of my recommendations of what company I recommend for cats and dogs are where the studies have been done. And it's not where they're working with placebo. So I am still a firm believer on the glucosamine aspect of it, Joe. Another thing, too. I yeah. think you touched the weight thing. The weight? Oh, yeah. Well, you and wait, I talked wait. about this. Well, no. Just, you wonder why you say, I got to calm down. I don't get mad. I'll tell you a quick, true story. This guy has a golden doodle. It's about 30 pounds overweight. His mother watches it during the day. Yeah. So they had a thyroid test. The thyroid was low. They started putting him on thyroid medication. Oh, good. You know, listen to this. It gets better. It gets worse. <laughs> the mother takes him off the thyroid <gasps> medication because it says the dog's getting too active. Oh, the no. The dog is having problems walking out, and the scary thing about it is mother's a retired nurse, and I'm not supposed to yell at these people. Yeah. I don't, I, I, that, that's absurd. That yeah, is yeah, absolutely absurd. Yeah, now, would you agree most of the problems, a lot, not, well, a large majority, mm-hmm. when their dogs are getting older, they can't move because mm-hmm. their dogs are about 30 or about 20% overweight? Yeah. Oh, I, I agree. And that's where weight control is. Uh, I mean, even when we're talking about COVID, too, um, in humans, weight, nu- the proper nutrition, proper weight is really key for our, all of our health. And to see that if you have a diagnosis like hypothyroidism, now maybe that dog just needed the dosage lowered a little bit if it was too hyper. Um, I mean, cause, no, because the mother, no, 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 you're, you're too nice to these people. I'll tell you something. The guy across the street from me, his dog, when his mother was living him, his dog was overweight and he had a thyroid problem. Mm-hmm. Basically, his mother was left the house. Mm-hmm. They could put him on a thyroid medication the dog was a big dog, about nine, I mean, good shape, was like 85 pounds. Right. The dog lived to be 15 years old, and the dog had, I remember once it was Heiko, my dog, at six years old, his dog had, it was, says, I can't do this. The dog was probably better shape when he was 12, 13, when he was in 15, because they put something about the weight. Yeah. But, but these, I've been through this. I gave someone, but last Saturday, I, I was on someone habit. 
Uh, I only feed him two cups. How many treats do you give him? <laughs> well, oh, see? Around, around seven, eight a day. There's about 30 calories. I did research. There's about 30 calories in each treat. You figure it out and everything. Well, and then he says to me, oh, he's yelling at me. Yeah, I'm yelling. I mean, he's, 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 I'm being mean to him, right? Well, I, yeah, but meanwhile, he doesn't want to get he, the, the vet want to do an x-ray, whatever. It's going to be $1,000. He says, get the thyroid tested and cut back. I'll save you money and everything. It's not going to cost you that much. Well, that was good advice, Joe. And I, I really, I mean, I commend them for doing the thyroid test, but you just want the follow-through. And because thyroid medication is very inexpensive. I know. That's it, why I try to really, that's really good. And, and instead of doing the whole joint thing and everything, it's, he's got a lab. It's about 20, 30 yeah, pounds overweight. Yeah. And the dog's having problems moving. Hello. Yeah. No. And that's, I mean, I, I, there was a time period in my life where I put on some five pounds or so, and I couldn't understand why. I asked my doctor to test my thyroid, and she shook her head saying, no, it's not thyroid. You're just getting over forty, you know. And that was uh, that was a realization to me. But any dog that has been um, diagnosed with low thyroid, very rewarding condition to treat, inexpensive to treat, and they can just help that quality like of I life, said, right? Guy went across the street. He lived to be about fifteen years old. Yeah, but you know, the no. last two months or so, good. he was pretty good and everything. Hey, listen, I'm so glad you called, Joe. I mean, I was getting worried. I wanted to make sure you were okay. Cause no, I'm around. Trust me, I didn't get shot yet. <laughs> but no, this is what, when, I, when I hear things like this, I I, I got to be calm. His mother's a retired. Oh, you're a man. This guy is about fifty years old. Up before, okay. Stand up to your mother. Stand you got it. I think that's where we're going to end. And I'm just going to wish right. you a good weekend. Thanks, yeah, Joe. Be safe. <laughs> bye bye now. All right. I know we. I probably don't have time to talk to Patricia. Okay, Patricia, we're going to squeeze you in. Talk quickly, okay. please, okay? Okay, so I have a twofold. One is um, what your concerns might be about my issue, and the second is whether or not you have any suggestions. Sure. So I have a, fi- a five-year-old Cavapoo who's always been a finicky eater from yeah. birth, mm-hmm. and she will go sometimes a day, or if we've changed venues, she'll go a couple of days without eating. I try wet food stirred in. I try grated okay. cheese on top. I try... Fruits and vegetables on it, and she will look at it and sort of look at me like, "What is this poison you're giving me?" And walk right. away. So, what does do, do you make? Like a have you made like a homemade chicken and rice diet for her? Will she eat that? I haven't tried just the chicken and rice diet. I usually do her kibble with. Uh, sometimes okay. I put little pieces of chicken on it, and she turns her nose away. Yeah, I. You know what? I I'm going to suggest, and I, I'll can um talk to you off air and get your number because there are some dogs that I just kind of like put my hand up in the air and they, and I like getting a really well balanced diet. There's some uh, a website called PetDiets.com where it's not just chicken and rice. You put the appropriate things in, but you have you know, but you can make your own diet for them. The other one suggestion because I know we have to go with news is um, Patricia. I really like that fresh pet in the in the grocery store. Um, it's in the pet aisle. And it's just a refrigerated case. And there's different okay. things in there that I, every time I have suggested it to other picky eater owners, they, it, it always seems they find something in there that really works. But you want a well-balanced diet. Um, yeah. Try that. And, again, dry food just may not be in, in, your, in, in the cards for you. So fresh pet. And what was the other thing? Um, the other, it's called PetDiets.com. But okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you on hold. Okay, because I know they're really strict when I have to go to news. No <laughs> All right, and we'll get, we'll get more details. And thank listen, you. thank you very much. I think also, too, I want to um, make sure that we go ahead and tell you we'll see you in a couple of weeks. We're going to be back on a system. All the Red Sox games are later in the afternoon. So thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.